Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the nation or around the globe. I am your host, Kelly Robertson, and this is Beacon News, where we turn dark to light, and we are the beacon that guides your path through the storm. All of you know very well that I am always encouraging you to say your affirmations, speak kindness and compassion to yourself. Mind your thoughts. Mind the way that you talk to self. And me personally, I've always stuck post-it notes all over my house, right? That was how I learned to speak kindly to me. I would put up the little post-it notes everywhere in every room that I possibly could. Well, recently I've learned about this really brilliant, beautiful product where I don't have to use those post-it notes any longer. It's something much more attractive. <laughs> it's called Soapy Gnomes Affirmations. It's the most perfect thing I've ever heard of. Um, this soap comes with um, these beautiful affirmations that are on window clings that you can put on your mirror and every time you visit the bathroom you see the little affirmation put them on your shower walls put them on your refrigerator your stove your microwave I mean they're they're window clings right they're gonna stick to everything put them on your kitchen window put them on your bedroom window put them in your car on your car windows. They're brilliant and beautiful and you can literally put them anywhere in your six degrees of living where you're going to be seeing them all the time. So I just have to give a big shout out to Soapy Gnome's Affirmation Soaps because honestly, what better way to constantly remind yourself to speak compassionately to you then with these Soapy Gnomes affirmations and their window cleans. They have these really great affirmations on them. Like, I am worthy. That's my favorite. My voice is valuable. Also a very good one. I am wise. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am courageous. These are things we need to be telling ourselves, especially if we're looking in the mirror. You need to see that on the mirror next to your face so that you can look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am worthy. My voice is valuable. I am strong. I am courageous. Because you are enough. And if no one, if, if none of us can learn to love ourselves, how can we really show and teach others how to love us the way that we need it, you know? So I really, uh, I encourage affirmations and I applaud Soapy Gnome's affirmation soap and window clings. I really just think it's a brilliant, great idea and I love 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 seeing these kind of products finally on the market 
that in and of itself says that the tide is changing, ladies and gentlemen, for the better for all of us. So go visit their website, grab you some affirmations, stick them everywhere. Soapy Gnomes Affirmation Soap. On today's show, we are going to talk about why you should listen to me, why you should turn to me, why I say I am that beacon that can help guide you home. So I'll start with saying most of you already know that are familiar with me that I came here into this world with a certain amount of knowing and understanding about who we are, what we are, why we're here, particularly at this time, and what exactly the Great Awakening is really all about. But one thing I didn't know, I didn't know that I was going to need a business. I didn't even know how to build a business. I didn't know the first thing about building a website or creating a mobile app for that website or any of the ins and outs of the iOS, the CMR, the whatever other anagrams there are that I can't even remember at this time. But here we are one year later from the moment that I heard the voice very strongly say to build it and they will come. And I didn't even know what I was building. I had no idea because that wasn't my focus. My focus was sharing the word, sharing my knowledge, getting that wisdom out there to the masses to unshackle and free itself. That was my focus, but I really had no clue how that was going to happen. I simply walked in blind faith that it would and the spirit would lead me where I needed to go. Now I built that website and I created that mobile app and I connected all of my anchors and endpoints and so on and so forth to where now that website, that business, is very well fine-tuned, like a well-oiled machine. And whenever the day comes in the future where I have staff and they have their own clientele and their own booking systems and their own phone lines that they will need, it is already all there in place and waiting. And I welcome all lightworkers, all patriots, all people who are truthers and for this movement we call the Great Awakening to come. Help me share knowledge. Help me share wisdom. Let's share our gifts with the world. I invite you to my website. I invite you to help build this future. 
I encourage all of you, whether you're there to participate and gain knowledge, or there to share your own, or all of the above, I encourage you all and I welcome you all. Because I did not build that website just for me. I did not build that phone app for me. I built it so that we could communicate and build an online community. A real soul family. A real soul tribe. Like-minded people. And as I was saying, I built it all. On blind faith, I had no clue what to do, where to even begin. I didn't know those terms. I didn't know which website was the best. I did a small amount of research and came across one that stuck out to me. And my intuition said, that's the one. And that's what I went with. And all along the way, I have walked in faith that God would lead me and that I would not falter. And I did every bit of it successfully, if I do say, say so myself. And I'm not taking all the credit, because yes, God led me. But it was my faith in all of that that made it possible. So that will be the title of today's show, Walking in Faith. And all of the reasons why you shouldn't including why you should follow me, listen to me, gain knowledge and advice from me. Along my journey, not only did I take a crash course in how to build a business, I took many other crash courses where I had to speedily learn things. For example, when I started homeschooling, I didn't set out with the intention of homeschool. That was something that happened because of a need. I had a son who was diagnosed with ADHD. He was what they considered a problem child because he was bored with their education system. They wanted me to medicate him to make him fit in, which I did admittedly try for a smart a small period and it wasn't for him it turned him into this very withdrawn sad skinny child that didn't want to eat didn't want to do anything but sleep and he had previously been this very exciting exuberant fun to be around loved life type of child and loved food, pastas in particular. But all that changed when he was medicated and I saw it quickly. So I changed. I took a crash course in learning how to homeschool, which really I have learned now in hindsight, which is always 2020, right? I've learned that that was a necessary tool, not just for him and his benefit, but something that would benefit my gaining further knowledge in order to better fulfill my mission for being on this planet to begin with. Because I have seven children, 
and I homeschooled them all. And no child of mine or yours really learns the same. We are all unique individual souls that have different criteria for how we learn. It doesn't fit into a box the way that psychologists would have you believe. So I had to learn how to read their energy, how to read their body language, how to read their distresses and their achievements to better successfully teach them all the same material where they could be equally as intelligent as one another. I'll give you an example. My youngest two children, as many of you know, are six and seven. My six-year-old taught himself to read at the age of three. Full sentences, adult material reading, you know, big words, impressive words. He would read them with ease because he didn't overthink it. He wasn't stressed about it. We all innately have this knowledge within us for all things, provided we don't overthink it and allow that logical brain to get in our way. I often quote Einstein and my favorite quote of his, that the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the logical mind is its faithful servant. That we've created a society that worships the servant and has forgotten the gift. Now I'm not saying to forget your logic and we'll get into that later because you're going to need it. It's there for a reason. It's a tool that you're supposed to use. But this child at three, he could read with ease with grace, with perfection. His sister, who's a year older than him, is dyslexic. Reading was a struggle for her. Being a mother, being a parent, I didn't want her to feel less than in any way, shape or form from him. So I quickly went to work, helping her to overcome her issues so that she could be equal with her brother. And they are equal in their intelligence. They just had different ways to get there. Just like you, just like me, just like everyone. We all have a different way, different path to get to the same goal. In order for me to be a good teacher for you, had to first learn to be a good teacher to them. And what a better way to learn than with your own children because then you're really invested in learning it well. 100% invested. And I've done it successfully. All of my children who are now adults and there are five of them. All of them 
have a 4.0 grade average. They have a very high IQ because they were not limited and they did not have to overthink their work, their lessons. They took them with ease and achieved them with great success. I can deliver that same approach with you and bring you to the same goal of being equal with me in my knowledge, in my wisdom, in my abilities to use our God-given toolbox that allows us to be creators. So this is why I say I am the beacon that can lead you home to self because I know precisely to teach you that. I know precisely how to figure out each one of you individually and uniquely in order to make sure you achieve the same ultimate goal as everyone else and no one is left behind. I have an entire list of expertise as examples. I've dabbled here and there with these examples of what I know and what I speak to you. But there is a whole host of things that I know. There's a whole host of things I've experienced. There's a whole host of things that I came here already knowing. There's a whole host of things I've explored, researched, witnessed, studied in depth, and then had to learn how to teach it to others. And teaching it to others, I am very good at. I've been very successful in that to many not just my seven children. I had to understand the whys and the hows of all of them. First for me, and then for you. Because there was no way I was going to stand in front of anyone and profess to know something with all of my heart, mind, and soul. Unless I really, truly knew it. I am not a fraud. I am not a fake. I'm not fake people. I don't like to pretend to be nice. If I don't like where I'm at, I will leave instead. I won't show up instead. I'll bow out of the engagement, whatever I have to do, but I'm not gonna be fake. I don't lie, I don't cheat, I don't steal. I'm one of the most honest, genuine people you may ever meet. And I say that proudly. And sadly. Because, unfortunately, there are many more people in this world who would just assume dupe you, lie to you, cheat you, than to just be real 
call it like they see it, and admit when they're wrong. And if I'm wrong about something, I'll be the first one to admit it. You won't have to point it out to me. That's a promise. I'm very good at owning my own shit. Because I am working very hard still to this day to be the very best person, soul, that I can be. That's for me. That's for my soul. That's my journey for my soul. That I am dedicated to. Because I know that I'm worth it. I am worth that. My soul is worth that. I want my soul to grow. I want to be a beautiful person. I want to share my knowledge. I want to love others. I've went as far as even applying scientific method to much of what I speak of with you to ensure that I knew what the hell I'm talking about. I entered it as a curious skeptic myself. I can promise you with 100% surety I would not sit before you or stand before you and say to you, I know how to do something unless I really do know how to do something. And this, this is what I'm the best at. This is what I excel at. Because it was my mission to do so. And I take that dutifully and with great pride. For all of us. Not for myself. The end goal. The ultimate end goal here is for us all to be free. For the suffering to end. The enslavement to fade away and be non-existent. Where there is no way for them to trick or control in any way, shape, or form. And the knowledge that I have can give you that. Guaranteed. So as I was saying, I dabbled here and there with examples of things that I know and that I am to teach you eventually. But first things first, you must know thyself. There are a whole host of things that I have to share with you. But they need to wait until you know thyself. That is the most pressing first lesson that you should have underneath of your belt. I've even, even written several books and have several in the works at this time. Seven in total. But I don't want to publish them yet. I've decided to put them off because I don't want to be known as just another author any more than I want to be known as just another tarot reader. And I was very hesitant to ever pick up a deck of tarot cards and begin 
because I already knew that with my psychic gifts, with my ability and ease of understanding how to read energy, that the cards would be a very easy tool for me to use. Very precise, which they are. I have hundreds upon hundreds of five-star ratings on the platform where I am an online psychic and I use the tarot cards. All of my videos I've ever done on YouTube for tarot are outstanding in their reception because that is something I'm very good at. But it's not the tarot that makes me good. It's the ability to read energy. So this is why I didn't want to be known as just another tarot reader, you see. Because I have so much more than that to teach you. So much beyond the ability to read the cards themselves. Besides, books and tarot are quite time consuming. And these are actionable times that we are in. I can always write later and just be an author then. Now it's time for us to get to work. And the beauty of all of this that I have to teach you is that not only have I applied scientific method to ensure that what I teach I firmly believe in and know for a fact works, but science is now finally catching up with me too. They now have the, the data to prove that they've done similar studies to back up what I know as fact, which is amazing and astounding to me. I'm super excited about that. So learning to read energy, I'm going to put this in the most simplistic of terms possible for you because it's all about changing the way that you view it and perceive it. You already know how to read energy. You do it every day, 24 seven. You just don't realize it on your conscious level. Your subconscious knows, and I'm going to connect your dots. You read and you feel energy everywhere. It's already being used and processed. You've just simply not been taught to recognize it for what it is. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say your friend approaches you or your family member and they say this simple sentence to you, this simple question, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's just think about for a moment how many ways there are to say, what are you doing? It can be friendly. What are you doing? It can be snarky. What are you doing? It can be mean. What are you doing? You see the energy that is delivered in the message is how we read energy every day. Every word that is spoken, 
every action that we take with our body language has an energy signature to it that we are reading and picking up on and feeling all the time. We read the energy of the animals. We read the energy of the weather. We read the energy of the trees, the birds, the water, everything. Because it all has an energy signature. Oftentimes, when we text people, this is why the message is lost in translation. Because the energy signature is harder to pick up on in a text or in a note when it's written. It's not as expressive. It's not as clear of a message. It's not tuned in to the channel completely. Your channel. Your antenna. Because keep in mind, you are a walking, talking, living, breathing, biological receiver and transmitter. Everything about you says so. The hair on your arms stands up in certain energy. When you hear things that are true and you get chills. When you're around extra electricity, even, your body reacts to it. That's antennas. It's sending and receiving information 24-7. Even what you feel with your fingertips and your toes and your arms and your legs and your head and every nerve point that is in your skin. Those nerve endings are your antennas feeling a separate antenna. You have multiple antennas on your body. You have multiple rods that send and receive your signal and those of others and everything around you. So the energy itself is put into the meaning of how you or they want to deliver the message, right? If we're speaking to our children and we say, what are you doing? They already have learned innately as children your tone that they're hearing means they might be in trouble they might be doing something they shouldn't do we read energy all the time so you already know that you read energy you just don't realize that you know it. And everything that I have to teach you is simply about how to know thyself better and tune in to your frequency, your channel, so that you can be a clear receiver, which is what clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant means. It's clear hearing. It's clear signals you're picking up. You see? And we are all clear everything. 
we are all psychic. We are all telepathic. Because I don't have to speak to you for you to know how I'm feeling. You can look at my face, my body language, the energy signature that's coming off of that, and already intuitively, innately know whether I'm happy, sad, or something wrong, or I'm mad, whatever. You don't have to know the person to know their feelings, to know their energy. We pick it up on each other all the time. We just choose whether or not we're going to listen to that message or not. So when we say it, when you can hear it, then you've received the message. You've understood the energy signature and the whole complete message that was intended. Another way to tune in to your energy signatures of yourself or to pay attention to your body. Listen to your body and what it's telling you. Not just hungry, thirsty, tired, happy, excuse me, happy, so on and so forth. I'm talking about heart palpitations, chest pain, your shoulder aching, your lower back hurting. All of these different aches and pains that we feel, and we all feel them, doesn't necessarily mean we need to rush off to our doctor and take medicine because something is wrong in that sense, not something that a pill would fix. Oftentimes, if we're listening if we catch it in time when it's new we can check in with ourselves, check in with our chakra system and figure out where the blockages are and why they're there and then how to clear them out so that we can move them I can help you with that as well I can clear your chakras I can unblock you I can open you up can teach you how to keep them clear and I don't mean they're gonna stay perfectly pristine 24-7 they're all gonna end up getting gunk on because energy systems like the chakras are similar to lymph nodes and glands within the body they absorb the crap and so we have to do our due diligence and empty the trash cans and get rid of the crap. So there are going to be times in your future that you're going to need to clear those chakras again. But if you know thyself, then A, you don't get as much crap in your trash cans. And B, you know how to clean them out quickly and with ease instead of paying me to do it again.
So these are signals within your body to focus on and look into further. I mentioned the heart pains and the, and the chest pain and the palpitations because, <coughs> excuse me, often when our heart chakra is blocked and out of alignment, we will feel this in the expression of aches and pains. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a heart condition per se. Now, I'm no doctor and I'm not saying ignore chest pains that are severe. That's not what I mean at all. But if you're feeling these aches, these pains, these discomforts, I would ask you to sit with that and examine it. Look into it a little further. See if you can clear it with your chakra clearing, cleansing techniques. And if that doesn't work, then most certainly go see a doctor. I'm not trying to be anti-doctor at all. But there are numerous things that we could fix ourselves so that we don't overwhelm the doctors with unnecessary burdens and let them do their job for the more serious things. Oftentimes, our own thoughts or our own deeds or those of others that we are allowing into our energy are what affects our health, per se, and our chakra system. So whatever it is, it needs to be corrected or it will actually create physical health issues within the body itself, within the body system from repeated offense. Similar to the way if an infection stays around for very long, it's going to wreak havoc and do something much worse than just the infection within your body system. So it's logic. It's using your logic, using your faithful servant to actually serve you well. And embracing it. We should allow it to truly serve us. So within this, we also need to understand what clear, clear boundaries really are and how to use them fairly. So let's say you have a friend or friends or a family member even who you consistently will promptly reply to their texts or answer their incoming phone calls. You are always there for them when they reach out to you, whether they are in need or simply want to talk. You're a great friend. You're a great family member. You're a good supporter. You're compassionate. You're dutiful. You're dependable. But then on the other hand, your friend, your family member, whoever they are, are not as receptive and dutiful and dependable and compassionate and take their time to immediately or promptly, as soon as possible, reply to your texts 
or answer your phone calls or be there when you really just need them. And often you find people that are people pleasers, they do not reach out to others very often to seek their own support because that's their job for everyone else. But when they do, they often discover they don't really have anyone. So I want you to ask yourself, is that fair? Is that fair to you or anyone else? To have those kind of great friends, great family members, and not return that same beautiful gesture of love and compassion? Because when we don't do that, what really are we telling each other on an energetic level? Again, we all read energy, right? And in all fairness, if you're just perfectly okay with being leisure and being casual in your responses and your replies, is it to everyone? Do you do that with every person or only some? And I would ask you, if you do that to only some people, wouldn't you think then that your energy signature is telling that person that you consider them simply casual acquaintances or not as important or not enough? So let's volley back over to the other side now. You're the people pleaser who probably is often left feeling like you are casual or not enough or not as important as others. Though you try very hard to always be there for them, no matter what. Is that fair to you? Are you serving yourself? well by doing that because we teach people by what we accept of others behavior to us we teach them what we are okay with getting and receiving so I would again ask you to ask yourself do you not love yourself enough? Do you not feel like you are worthy of that same respect, that same level of care or compassion or dutifulness? Is this why you are such a people pleaser? Because you do not feel like you are enough to you? Or are you hoping that someone else in life is going to prove that for you? Because I'm here to tell you right now, through learning psychology and the human condition, I have also learned very well, and through my own personal experiences as well, that we are, in fact, reading energy 24-7, and we are learning how people will allow us 
to treat them. And we are teaching other people how we will allow them to treat us. And yes, I know, the Bible says to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And some do that very well. Some are very dutiful at just that. While all the rest run amok and do completely the opposite of that. Maybe for malice. Maybe for their own reasons. Maybe they don't really even know if they have a reason. Maybe they're just that numb brain and blinded that they don't even realize yet that this is how they make people feel by behaving that way. But why do you think that is? Why do you think someone could go through life and consistently treat others this way and not have a clue in their brain that it is inconsiderate or unkind or hurtful or offensive. Maybe it's because everybody in their life are people pleasers that want to keep them happy even when they are not doing their own work and their own due diligence to show the people in their life that they matter, that they're loved, that they're respected, that they're enough, that they're appreciated enough to at least have common courtesy to reply to a text message or answer the phone when they call them. So I would ask you to think about those things. And I'm not saying that everyone who behaves this way is just rude and malicious. Because again, a lot of people don't even realize, unfortunately, how hurtful and rude they're actually being. So, you're that good friend. I want you to ask yourself, Is what you get from your friends, your family members, your significant others, whoever it may be, people you work with, is it enough for you? Where do you draw the line? When do you decide that you love yourself enough that you will teach people how to treat you? actually balances out and measures with your vibration of how you truly feel when they treat you poorly. When do you love yourself enough to say it's enough? Because you see it should be fair and balanced. This is not about ego. This is not about creating a boatload of narcissists or snowflakes. This is not entitlement in that sense. But we are all entitled to common decency and respect and not being treated or made to feel like 
We are less than in any form of importance. So I want you to ask yourself, when do you say enough? When do you draw the clear line in the sand and say, I'll take so much, but I won't take that. When do you put that signal out? When do you send that clear, energetic message? Because it's all about energy. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned the Soapy Gnome Affirmation Soaps. I just want to again reiterate and encourage you, go to the website, get some of those, even if it's just one. Put it on your mirror. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, every time you go past that mirror, say that affirmation to you. Speak kindness to you. Speak love to you. Because you are worthy. These clear boundaries that I speak of, this knowing how to exchange energy with others, and making yourself as equal in the importance of energy for yourself as you do for others. You deserve this. This is your treat to you. Buy a Soapy Gnome Affirmation Soap. Put the window cling on your mirror or in your shower or on your refrigerator, wherever you're going to see it the most. And every time you see it, remind yourself to say that affirmation to you. They have several to choose from. Pick which one you know you need the most and start there. And I guarantee by the time you're done, you'll own them all, probably several of each. I know I'm going to. I'm looking really forward to buying a bunch of it and sampling it and showing you on the show because I'm really stoked about this product. And you know that I would not give props to any kind of product unless I was 100% behind it in my belief system. Very much like those charcoal toothbrushes I talked about a while back. <laughs> I stand behind products that I mentioned. So I'm not plugging people just for the hell of it. I only plug them when I believe in what they're doing. And I love this mission that they're on. I love their whole purpose and concept behind it, which really was to give women empowerment back. But men also need it. We all need it. None of us were taught how to love ourselves. None of us were taught how to speak kindly to the self or to even turn the other cheek for the self. I think these affirmation window clings are a great way to remind you to do just that. So I highly recommend doing that for yourself. You deserve it. Okay. 
You shouldn't always be spending your energy investing in others who don't have any desire or even simple common courtesy to give you some of that in return. This is not a turn the other cheek lesson. This is a lesson in knowing thyself and true soul growth. Your soul cannot grow if you don't even know where to begin to help yourself or refuse to. So for all of the people pleasers out there, I would say stop doing and giving with nothing close to equal that you receive. Because it is a yin and yang. All relationships are as they should be. So don't feel bad for not being a people pleaser anymore. And don't feel bad even that they would see you as casual because it's actually a very good way to weed out the people who you don't really need in your life anyway. Because if they don't really value you enough, then they don't deserve to be around you and have your kind, compassionate, loving heart. But you first must know that you are enough in order to stop being the people pleaser and actually do what's best for you. If you aren't willing to do that for yourself, who will? Are you going to wait for them to? Do you really think that's going to work out very well for you? And again, I will remind you that you must use your faithful servant called logic in order to start cleaning house. You need to love yourself enough trust your logic to tell you how others are making you feel. Do the balancing scales. Weigh it out. Pros and cons. Be honest. And then decide. Are they still worthy of being in your presence and having your good graces blessed upon them? Or not? And if the scales are tipping in that favor of not, you don't have to be mean. You don't even have to move out of the same house if you live together. You simply withdraw your energy and focus it more on you and others who deserve it. Because it is, to some extent, something that we would give freely 
but it is also to some extent something that is earned and I'm trying to encourage all of us to end this chaotic societal practice of the good guy finishing last and all of the snotty brat people being able to win and get to the finish line. It isn't fair. If you want fairness, it starts with you. You demand clear boundaries in your life, in your six degrees, in your circle of the world, your little universe. You demand clear boundaries by simply withdrawing your energy from those who do not deserve it and watch how quickly your life changes. Everything. They will either fall away or they will pick up where they were lacking and do better to not lose you. And if they're not picking up to do better to keep from losing you, they are not worth your energy and time. They are not worth your love. But you, you are worthy of more. We are all worthy of having friends who truly value and treasure us. I have many acquaintances. I have one friend that I truly treasure. Truly 100% value. Because she is always solid. She has never wavered. She has never swayed. She has always been my friend. We are equally always there for one another. One person. One. And I'll remind you again that I have been married for five times. So yes, I know this lesson well. I'm a Cancer Sun and Cancer Moon. It was a very, very hard, long, thick-headed lesson for me to learn. But learn it I did, finally. And when I started putting clear boundaries on all of the people in my life, my life began to change like rapid fire. Rapid fire change. For the better. For the better. Less drama, more hope, more happiness, more joy, more laughter than tears and sadness and hurt feelings and feeling like I wasn't enough as important or valued even close to where I would value others and again being a Cancerian when I love I love deep I love long I love hard with everyone whether you're my friend my child my brother my sister my mother my husband boyfriends strangers even strangers I'm compassionate 
I love deep. I love hard. I get involved. I roll my sleeves up and I'll give it my all. Every time. I'll give it my all and I still will. I have not let this experience of life's hard lessons that I have harden my heart. None whatsoever. If anything, I've rose to this higher level of understanding and compassion. Because I get it. We just don't all vibrate the same. Our energy signatures don't mesh. It doesn't make me not like you. It doesn't make me hate you. It doesn't make me angry with you. It doesn't make me feel hurt because of the way you've treated me. If anything, I feel bad for them. But I also am capable of moving on now. I withdraw my energy from those people, those things. And I focus my energy where it is truly valued and needed and deserved. And it's not hard to do at all. It's not hard once you understand who you are to yourself. Because if you love yourself enough, then it's no different than that same depth of love that you would have for your children, or God, or your parents, or your siblings, or whatever else you love hard and deep for. You should love yourself the same. We should all love ourselves hard and deep and enough. Most definitely, we should love ourselves enough. Relationships can feel very hard. They can feel very sticky, very tricky. Until you learn how to weed out the ones who do not value you. And that's how you weed people out. That is precisely it. You don't just go around cutting people out of your life willy-nilly for no reason. Each individual unique person, interaction, relationship, deserves the same care, the same attention, the same value you put on yourself with all of them. Adult children included. If your adult children do not treat you respectfully and treat you as if you are valuable to them, then you do not need to continue repeated energy expression into them because you're actually not doing them a favor. You're not doing that. You may say you're doing it out of love and yes, okay, it might come from a place of love, but it's not the kind of love that's healthy. 
I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a 23-year-old son who can't hardly stand on his own two feet and keep a job or keep a car, keep anything, food. Maybe he doesn't have food because he's always wasting it away. Why is that? Is it because you or someone else in your family is always giving him a handout? Are you always there to be his safety net, his trampoline, his plan B? And if you are, if the answer is yes, well, I've got some tough love to say to you. You have ruined this person and you continue to ruin them by coddling them and catching them when they fall. And yes, I can say that with 100% surety as well. And here's another example to back it up. When your child is new to this world, they don't know how to walk, sit, stand, crawl, feed their self, change their clothes, anything. They're completely helpless. And we do all those things for them to help them along their way. You following me? When they're big enough to be on their bellies, we encourage them and help them to crawl. When they don't figure out how to crawl right away, we don't just pick them up and carry them around to where they never learn how to crawl. We let them fall on their face and get their little knees back up underneath their tummies and put their little hands on the floor and push themselves up so they can learn to crawl. When it's time for them to learn to walk and they stumble and they fall down, which they will, we don't pick them up and carry them everywhere. We put them in strollers to keep them from ever learning to walk. We continue to encourage them when they fall down. Yes, we may pick them up from falling. We may kiss their boo-boos. That's what we should do. We should be compassionately teaching them how to stand on their own two feet. There's a whole generation of snowflakes that we have failed that don't know how to stand on their own two feet. These millennials, the majority of them, they sadden me. And I feel sorry for them. Because it's their parents or their grandparents that did this disservice, this injustice to them by coddling them, thinking that they're doing this out of love. But you're not helping them to learn how to get up when they fall down and stand on their own two feet if you're always there to catch them when they fall. How many vehicles have they towed or had repossessed? How many homes have they had they got evicted from because they didn't pay their bills? How many times have they called you and said, I need 20 bucks, I don't have food? Did you do that with your parents? No, 
because our parents taught us how to get up when we fell down. Our parents taught us that you go to work, you make some money, and you pay your bills and you buy your groceries before anything else. And then, then if there's money, go have fun. That's what we do. And if you don't do it the right way and you blow your money and you piss it away, you suffer the consequences. You lay in that bed you've made. When do we draw the line and say it's enough? With our young adult children and grandchildren. When do we say, pick yourself up, I love you, I wish you well, but you have got to figure this out yourself. When do we do that? When is it enough? Do we continue to suffer way into our old age with worrying about them and spending our money and other energy in the form of emotion toward them to save them because they can't save themselves? And when do you finally ask yourself why they can't save themselves? That beast of burden lies with you. You would be the reason if you are that parent or grandparent that enables this behavior. The good guys are not finishing last anymore. While the spoiled and the mean and the snotty and the rude, disrespectful, unworthy people will cross the finish line. It's time to turn the tables. It's time to take back control of our lives, our health, ourselves, our countries, and our world. It is time for the greatest awakening on earth. On this journey, we are all here to awaken to our inner truths. We walk the same path, yet no two stories are ever the same. We are connected as one through our collective consciousness. Although every single sacred soul is beautifully, individually unique. I deeply honor your soul energy. I deeply want the very best for you. This path is a challenging one, but you have been put here at this very moment in time because of your intelligence, your courage, 
and your strength. And it's all for the greater good of humanity and our precious Mother Earth. Ascension means changing us to change the future timeline. One where our children and our children's children may live in harmony and balance and peace. We are the way showers. We are the revolution. We are the light that paves the way for all here on earth. All creations of life. It truly is a very special time to be alive. And it truly is very interesting times we live in. With all of our intentions set together for love, respect, peace, harmony, and balance, good will prevail. I thank you for being a part of the greatest stories and truths of unity that will be told by future generations for eons to come. Blessings of love and light. Good night.